Good morning and happy, happy hump day. It's Wednesday here at the Dose. Dose. And we are back in studio. It is so good to be back in studio after many, many months. Thanks for hanging in, everybody. We're here. It's Jeremy, Mark, B. Ronovich, Zivanovich, the Beast Mode, Divanovich, and our OG, <laughs> oldest, longest uh, running number of, of, of being a guest on here, a guest host. Were you the first Brian. ever guest that we I don't had think I was the first ever well, host. I, 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 guess, I think it was the first be. guest. You were the first episode. You were the first dude we actually had on, I think. Oh, maybe. Because we had Aaron on, uh, you and me a couple times. I definitely, do I don't shit, know if anybody else brought, had. Had anybody guest hosted before? Do you remember that week? You're oh, yeah. the only. Yeah. Where you and I yeah. got yeah. your ratings went through the roof, and, <laughs> and you and I were looking at that chart. I'm like, wait, that was the that was the week I replaced Mark. Were we were we determined <laughs> Mark ratings. was the weak link? <laughs> the ratings went the ratings the were through the roof. It was nuts. Like it was not trending. They're number, up a full uh, two points. It was like number two or three on the Apple on the Apple Store. You it was know, nuts. you know, we to this day, all jokes aside, we are the longest standing. Even though we've been taking some breaks, the longest standing real state podcast i mean i'd say in the country it's been what a decade give the people what they want it's been a decade now everybody's got a podcast that's right you guys started it you You started it right no i mean yeah call it (laughs) he's like yeah well it's 2020 it was like was it 13 or 14 so it's like yeah, yeah close enough. Like well, yeah, we've been doing this for years. 20 years. You yeah, guys 30. been doing a great job uh, most days. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. I, I love it. Thank you guys for having me back. We got a lot to talk about, I know. We do. We do. Let's jump on in. Let's jump. You know, go. Yeah, just go. Well, go. no, I mean, go. you know. Let's get out of your way. This morning we were chatting around just, uh, you know, we, we've alluded to this homeward uh, 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 deal I'm working on, right? And it started kind of this conversation around, well, how did Homeward come to be and how much disruption there is in real estate. And it just made me think around um, just innovation in general, mm-hmm. right? And and where real estate's at, but like to get use some other industries as an example. So let me explain. Uh, you kind of have like a state of, call it status quo, right? Like, so let's take the movie and entertainment industry just for, just for the heck of it, television, right? So status quo, yeah, good, you go back to like movies, right? The first like, big disruption, and this is funny when you say this, was this company known as Blockbuster, right? Jeremy used to go in there after a Pop Warner game or two on Saturday. He'd have chicken wing sauce all over his face because they went to eat afterwards. He'd go in with the family and they'd pick out a movie, you know, one of the VHSs, which it sounds funny as we talk about it today. It's pretty freaking innovative for its time. Like remember seeing movies in theaters was the path. Right. But now you get to go to Blockbuster, you get to pick out a number, uh, pick out a movie organized by SKU, which is again, innovative, rent, uh, at the register, there was popcorn for sale, there was candy oh, yeah. for sale. So it was an at-home movie experience, okay? So we knew Blockbuster, we got into it. Then the real disruption happened. What was the big disruption to Blockbuster? Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Actually, that's where most people go, you know, Netflix. You know, Something block, before Netflix. Blockbuster actually turned down oh, that. We'll talk TV. about that. Don't get me there. Yeah. TiVo? No, not TiVo. That's the punchline. I'm yeah, coming to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Redbox. Oh, that's right. Redbox. Uh, Redbox. So what was Redbox? It was outside. It's it's no, neither did I. Never but, but, but the innovation that was Redbox, it was a kiosk. Yep. And you pull up, and what did it do? It disrupted Blockbuster's model, yep. which was go in, physically look, interact with people. They had a grocery the store register. just on the side yeah, of the grocery store. Now you don't have to deal, now you have to deal with anybody. Yep. So Redbox happens. Meanwhile, Netflix starts rolling out. And what was Netflix? It wasn't a streaming service at it the time. It was mail. 
It was mail order DVDs, right? They were more, you were getting your DVD in the mail and sending it back. Disruption starts to happen. As a result, when disruption like that happens, money starts pouring into the space, right? The fast forward, because I don't want to run out of time today. As money started pouring in and time started to pass, what you started to see was streaming, right? Now, what's funny with that whole streaming conversation, Mark, uh, you just started saying, well, Blockbuster had that one. They actually did have it one. They had Blockbuster on demand. They had a streaming service yep. until Carl Icahn, active investor, uh, corporate raider, as some would call him, came in, replaced that CEO, put the guy he wanted in place. And that guy you put in place said, screw this on demand stuff. We're brick and mortar and scrap the whole program. Blockbuster actually had it, but they did that. Netflix gained market share because they bought this fledgling little company's content known as Stars, right? Bought Stars' content or rights to it. And the rest is history. Streaming took off, but as money poured in, right, more streaming content, more, more companies come to compete in the space. I would actually contend that once that money pours in, chaos, chaos uh, begins, I'd actually, you, you eventually reach a point of calm, meaning that everybody's kind of beat each other up, cannibalize one another, um, and eventually gets to a state of calm. Now, many would say, well, wait, there's still a lot of disruption in streaming especially with Disney Plus now joining the fight. Oh, there's a hundred of them now, yeah. Right, but Disney is so powerful in that they have the money, and more importantly, they have the content. So it'll be really interesting to see if they pull Whoever us back. Whoever has Yellowstone is But here's why, yeah. here's why, Paramount. Yeah. Another yeah. one that's hard Paramount to get, Plus. Plus. but here's the thing. You can't watch it on Paramount Right, Plus. like, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing with Netflix, though. When I say, when I'm like, well, we're out of state of calm, a lot of people say, well, no, we're not. And then I'll, I'll ask a room of people, well, put your hand up if you have Netflix. And, and the whole room puts their hand up. And then I'll say, keep your hand up. Uh, uh, if you would, if you would, uh, keep Netflix, even if they raise their price by five ninety nine, they just did. and the whole room keeps <laughs> their hand up, but that's the kicker. Most don't even realize they raised the price. I say we're at a state of calm because nobody's getting rid of Netflix. Now, if you're like me, you bother your, you, you, you borrow your father-in-law's login, <clears throat> which is great, except I don't have any personalized content. It's all Russian movies and all this stuff. Cause he's from the Eastern Bloc. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is search. we are at calm. Because everybody has the same service, and if they raise prices, you're not going anywhere. Now, where Brian, where are you going with this all all this innovation talk? Real estate followed a very similar path. Oh yeah, right. You've got status quo, and then in 07, what happens? Who enters the market? Zillow. Zillow. Love them or hate them, Zillow comes in alongside Zillow is another company that captured search. Redfin. These two companies, love them or not disrupted real estate as we knew it at that time, right? Going online, if you remember, Jeremy, because you guys were in the in the industry shortly thereafter or around that time, like oh, yeah. me, yep. uh, we used the internet. I know the kids listening right now are laughing at us, like listening to these old geezers up here, but I had a website for my real estate team because like you had to have a, like a place for them, somebody to find you. It wasn't for lead generation. It wasn't for conversion. It was a bio. It was literally a bio. Yep. It's like, ah, shit, if I don't have it and everybody else has it, I guess I'm left out. Yep. Well, obviously things evolved and that started with Zillow and Redfin changing the search game. Fast forward a bit from there, disruption that is Zillow creates others to start looking at the, the industry. Money starts pouring in. When money pours in, who joins the, who joins the fight? That's where you get hedge funds. That's where you get iBuyers. That's where you get all these technologies. That's where you get a home word, right? A home word, which we're going to talk about. Uh, That's where the disruption and the money pouring in, that's what it leads to. 
So we could go on and on and on about all of the disruptive companies and all of the services and all the, I mean, take a company even like a, like a Zavi. Are you familiar with Zavi? Z-A-V-V-I-E? Nope. They're no, an aggregator. They're an aggregator of all of the iBuyer and buy before you sell and all of the, they're like an aggregator cheap, cheap of all these. It is like Kayak. Right. Ah, it, we where can it use, goes to all of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> can, <laughs> we can do the same thing in the travel industry, by the way, when right. we talk innovation. I mean- it was only a handful of years ago, Jeremy, when you used to like call the airline and get your ticket. Then Expedia showed up and disrupted everything. My point is that we're at a point in the real estate industry where you literally have kayaks of, of, of our industry being created. What's interesting though, when you study most of these models, in order for them to get to some degree of profitability, what must they do? They, scale. What's, they got to scale. They also got to squeeze the realtor. Like commissions and compression on commissions is a path to creating more profitability. Now, we'll dig into it a little further, I think, coming up here. There are companies like Homeward and a handful of others that have nothing to do with the realtor commission. As a matter of fact, we want to make realtors more money. And I think who you're in business with matters as realtors, right? And you should be looking at your industry saying, I understand the innovation. I think I know where it's going. Here's what I project. And I have to be selective in who I align myself with right? Otherwise you're going to find yourself in a state of calm, a Netflix where they could jack your prices more or less. It's not a monopoly, right? By definition. But when someone says we're going to raise your prices by 20%, you all still keep it. I think that that's cause for concern. Are we getting there in the real estate industry? I don't know, but we sure as heck better be studying it and understanding how this innovation occurs and select our partners accordingly. Love it. Love it. So. Bang, bang, bang. Tomorrow right. we rip the Band-Aid off. Let's rip yeah, it let's off. Get into it. What is <laughs> I like it. homework? What is it, guys? Talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Bang. <laughs> I've, been work- I've been working on my new buy. <laughs> you, you like it? <laughs> uh-